What is up, everyone, and welcome to There Can Only Be One, the podcast that puts together the all-star best of playlists of your favorite bands and artists. And we got a good one this week because we are talking about the queen of pop herself, Madonna. And here to join me down this road, maybe the most hard-rocking Madonna fan that I know, Sean Faust is back. Sean, welcome to the show. How are you? I am psyched to talk about who I must tell you now is the very first artist I was ever like really into from day one. And I'm not like gatekeeping saying from day one, I've been listening to Madonna. I'm just saying like before there was even Floyd in my life, who's my favorite band, there's my favorite artist and it's Madonna. Day one, baby. I was about to say, I I wondered how, because the first time you were on the show, of course, we were talking about Dream Theater. Uh, And then the next time you were on the show, we were talking about Tesla. So we have gone from Prague to rock to Madonna. It's weird. See, now you said to Madonna. You, You can't really, I mean, granted, I guess she's pop. She's the queen of pop, but she's always reinventing pop she's either taking that sound that exists and then elevating it further or just whatever's hip that year is just out the door now because here's this brand new sound oh yeah i mean there is no nothing that madonna wouldn't try uh, you know musically and i'm sure otherwise but no, no, no we're not gonna get into that we're not gonna get into i that. have that book <laughs> Ah, uh, the modern day Kama Sutra is written by Madonna. No, um, no, we're not going to go down that road. We're just going to be sticking to her music here. We're not going to talk about Swept Away at all. Please, dear God, no. Uh, no, we're talking about Madonna and her studio discography. So let me explain what we're going to be doing here. We are going to go through 15 studio albums. We are going to leave out any best ofs any live albums, and any remix albums. That means we're not talking about the Immaculate Collection. We're also going to be skipping the Avita soundtrack and the Who's That Girl soundtracks because on those albums, she is not the sole artist. However, we are going to be putting in the Dick Tracy soundtrack, I'm Breathless. Now, for brevity's sake, Madonna has a few albums to her and a few awards to go along with those albums we we could spend all day and list every single madonna award and nomination but then this would be like a 10-hour podcast and just just go to wikipedia and you'll see all of them we are going to mention some of the major ones like the grammys uh so we're going to keep the list brief we also have a lot of shout outs for this show as well uh, a lot of people have chimed in with their picks uh we are going to get through all of them as well but before we get to the first album, I want to give a quick shout out to the Adapted to Scream podcast. They picked Justify My Love, which is, of course, off the Immaculate Collection. Uh, so we're not going to be talking about that song. but Written that by um, Lenny Kravitz. Very, very cool. See, there there we go. There's the rock or connection right there. Or was that Slash? Wait. No, no. Yeah, it was Lenny Kravitz. Lenny yeah. Kravitz. And then Bren went with This Used to Be Our Playground off of the A League of Their Own soundtrack. This Used to Be My Playground is a beautiful song. And then, I'm sorry, keep going. (laughs) Oh, no, it it is a phenomenal song and a phenomenal movie that it came off of. uh, Anyone who listens to It's Not That Bad will know that that was the movie I picked as my watch movie when we did the Keep Watch Pass on movies starring recording artists. Uh, And then, of course, I had to mention Swept Away as well. But that was not... the 
the that was definitely not the keep uh but we're sticking to the music talk on this one and we're going to start in 1983 and the self-titled debut release from her released on july 27th of that year the album peaked at number eight in the u.s it is five times platinum in the u.s three times platinum in australia platinum in france netherlands and the uk there were five singles off of this one holiday and lucky star both hit number one on the u.s dance charts and Lucky Star also hit number four on the Billboard Hot 100. Now, Brian Colburn over at My Weekly Mixtape and Daryl Alber chose Borderline. Alex Whistle, yes, related to me, and you'll remember him from the Michael Jackson episode. Uh, he chose Holiday, and the Only Three Lads podcast went with everybody. So, Sean, I'm giving the mic to you off of Madonna's debut album. Which one did you go with? Well, I got to tell you. I'm going to go with Brian and Daryl. It's There's something about just that soft electric piano, and then the synth comes in, and it's borderline all the way, baby. That's a great album, by the way, from start to finish. Great album. Um, some of these later on are going to be really tough, but borderline was just, I looked at the song list. I listened to the album because I was listening to the album, but... Look at the song list. I'm like, it's going to be borderline. I know it's going to be borderline at the end of the album. It was borderline. Well, I'm I'm not on the border on this pick. I'm, I'm with you on this one. Borderline is honestly such a good song, but really, you know, this is your debut album. Like th- this is your introduction to the music world and what a debut album. Like there's no doubt as to why she de- um, defined pop music for the decade you know at least from a female singer perspective and has sold as many albums as she has that first album is is literally a flagpole in the ground staking her claim to to basically pop music at the time i lost track of how many times her videos were on and I, I can't even say much music at the time because of course much music wasn't a thing at the time but I remember CBC had a show called Video Hits and you know when it was basically like a, a half hour show or you know whatever they had on like you know, CBC and that was your only chance to watch music videos done because there was no YouTube there was no internet there was no all music channel it was you had that half hour on on national TV those were the shows that gave us the music videos um like at, MTV was around at that time obviously as as I recall but it you know it took us a while to get our much music here but how often were those videos on for me it was I always had the radio on I was always hanging out in my grandfather's workshop with him and I always had the radio going so it was either Z100 or PLJ over here but Lucky Star was always on. Borderline was always on. Uh, every um, everybody, everything was on, always on. Madonna constantly, and that's probably just like I don't. I'm pretty sure I loved it from the get go. Like, wow, what's this? This is great. Or it could have just been like, wow, I hear this so much that you know, it's it's what's that hostage thing called? Um, Stockholm syndrome. Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that'll be Madonna's next album, Stockholm Syndrome. It'll just get played over and over again until you admit that you like it. Um, now we're going to move on to Like a Virgin, released November 12th, 1984. Hit number one in six countries. It is Diamond in the US and Canada, seven times platinum in Australia, triple platinum in the UK, 
double platinum in France, Italy, and Switzerland, and platinum in Spain. There were four singles off of this one, Like a Virgin hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Brian, the Adapted to Scream podcast, Daryl Albert, and Alex all went with Dress You Up, and the Only Three Lads podcast went with Material Girl. And I'm not going to lie, I sided with the Only Three Lads podcast. Material Girl was my pick, and I've said it on the show a number of times, just how much a video can change my perception of the song and maybe it's because I'm a video editor and I really connect with visual mediums but that music video is so iconic you know and yes I get that they were you know basically riffing off of Marilyn Monroe I get it it's Madonna she's allowed to do that but really that may be her signature video I agree with that Maybe. As we, well, in, hmm. Up till now, sure. <laughs> up until this album, up to this point, yeah, sure. I mean, sure, there's the Like a Virgin video where she's, you know, on the, on the, on the boat, you know, and just basically dancing around and there's a lion walking around, something like that. It, it's a very there video. Material Girl really kind of brought it to that next level. And yes, I know there's going to be some videos that we talk about that, yes, they're going to be huge videos. But I mean, at least to me, whenever I think of Madonna, this is the first video that comes to mind. But off of Like a Virgin, what did you go with? Well, my friend, two in a row. I'm with you guys. Material Girl. That album just opens up and says, hey, I'm still here and I'm back. Let me tell you a bit about myself. It was almost the perfect song for her to, again, you know, plant that flagpole in the ground and state basically that she's here for the long haul. Like, again, that that's a one-two punch right at the beginning of her career. And it, it really, up until maybe about 1992, there was no stopping her. When did she get stopped in 1992? Well, I mean, Erotica was a was a big album per se, but I don't know if it achieved as wide or as big a success as some of the earlier ones. But again, that's just personal opinion. It also came with a coffee table book. If you bought the coffee table book, sex. If you were allowed to buy the coffee table book. I was old enough. <laughs> right now, there's people who say they're going, yep, we had that coffee table book. And then we did things on the coffee table. No, sorry, again. Gonna stick to the well, music. I mean, it's not an instructional manual, but I mean, it's it oh, could now be you inspirational. Tell me. No, no, it's 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 more for like you know, just use your mind, free your mind. The rest will follow. <laughs> See, it wasn't an instruction manual. Came with lyrics and everything. Uh, before we well, go, that's in vogue, mon frere. Mm, very, very true. Okay, so before we devolve anymore, let's move on to True Blue, released June thirtieth, nineteen eighty six. Hit number one everywhere it is seven times platinum in the u.s and the uk four times platinum in australia and italy triple platinum in spain and switzerland and platinum in the netherlands and diamond in canada and france there were five singles off of this one live to tell papa don't preach and open your heart all hit number one on the billboard hot 100 that year 1987 Madonna won fave pop rock female video artist at the American Music Awards. Brian went with La Isla Bonita. Alex went with Papa Don't Preach. Daryl Albert chose Open Your Heart. And the Only Three Lads podcast went with Jimmy Jimmy. Off of True Blue, 
What did you go with? Well, I'm going to start by telling you this. This album and Ray of Light are tied as my favorite Madonna album. Choosing a song from either of these two albums is almost a pain in the ass. However, there's a certain sound I like, uh, very huge in the 80s too. Even Floyd kind of used it. And the song that I chose kind of has that little Floydy yet another movie middle section. And it's just a beautiful tune. It's called Live to Tell, brother. I love this song. This is a top five Madonna song for me. Mm. The Live to Tell was almost my pick because you're right. It's 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 very cinematic the way that song is written. And I, I again, as I've said on previous episodes, I love a good storytelling in in a song. And you could easily, I mean, yes, there was a video for it, but you could, even if there was no video, you could easily envision what what a movie would look like based on this song. I actually ended up going with Open Your Heart. And again, another one of those songs where, um, for me, this one was sold almost on the pre-chorus. Like, just that little build-up before you get right oh, into it. dude, and it's the bass. It's that bass line of beep, 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 beep. Right? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, you said it. I did say it. Um, <laughs> All right. It's by the by the way. I've been told now that I say right a lot on my shows here. So uh, grab your drinks. If I say it, have a shot. Um, <laughs> apparently, I'm I am now very self aware, and I'm scared now when I have to go and edit this show. Right. <laughs> have a drink, everyone. Have a drink. Hey, wait, no, I know you can't drink. Because I said I didn't say it, you said it. So does that, right. does that does that count? Okay. No, no, no. It's only when you say it. Okay. Right? So, so that was the warning shot. That was the that was the shot across the bow, if you will. Um, but there are certain things about her songs where the chord changes really get me, and I, and I'm a sucker for a good hook. I'm a sucker for a decent chord progression, and "Open Your Heart" does that for me. But you're right; like th- this is one of those albums where almost front to back, it's solid, and maybe you know up to this point her strongest album of the three. Oh, definitely, without a doubt. But that's going to be challenged, of course. On March 21st, 1989, with the release of Like a Prayer, hit number one in eight different countries. It is four times platinum in the U.S. and Australia and Spain and the U.K., five times platinum in Canada, double platinum in France and Switzerland, and platinum in the Netherlands. There were six singles off of this one. Like a Prayer charted the highest, hitting number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Brian, Daryl, and the Only Three Lads podcast chose Like a Prayer, and Alex went with Express Yourself. So off of Like a Prayer, what did you go with? So one of my favorite bass lines of all time, and I'm sure this is why Brian also chose this song, is Like a Prayer. Because that bass line, played by the just the one and only incredible Guy Pratt of Ice House, Pink Floyd, currently on tour with Nick Mason's Saucer Full of Secrets, uh, th- th- this guy is the best. He's the bass player on Life in a Northern Town. Hey, ya, na, na. Anyway, so I can see why Brian would choose that song. That that bass line is perfect. And it just kind of like the pre-chorus of Open Your Heart. The bass is kind of like playing the third under the chord just to give it that build and that tension. And I love Guy Pratt's playing 
on Like a Prayer so much. It's like I said, one of my favorite bass lines of all time. However, it's not my choice. My choice is Madonna stepping out of her comfort zone and writing this beautiful piano ballad called Oh Father. Mm. Everything about that song is just perfect. It's a solid choice. I, I, I can't disagree with you there. Um, I ended up going with Like a Prayer for two reasons. One, it's the choir. And I've, I've mentioned on this show before in a previous episode, the choir on that song is so good. And I remember, I, th- I think I was talking with, uh, with Alex, and he had the choir-only version of this song. And yeah, it's it's solid. Yes, he does. <laughs> yes, he, yes does. he does. So do I. That now, yes. <laughs> but it's also the bridge of this song. And when it comes to again throwing a slight dynamic into there it, it's it's almost a tense bridge like and again yes the video did of course sell this one but musically and vocally this song is firing on all cylinders next we get to a little soundtrack action and i'm breathless the soundtrack to dick tracy released may 22nd 1990 it is double platinum in the u.s spain and canada Platinum in Australia, Japan, and the UK. There were two singles off of this one. Vogue, of course, being the biggest one, hitting number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Vogue also won the Fave Dance Single Award of the 1991 American Music Awards. Now, Brian chose Hanky Panky. Gomez, Daryl Din, and Marie Jameson all chose Vogue. And the Only Three Lads podcast went with Sooner or Later. So off of this soundtrack... Sean, what have you got? I got to tell you, I got to check out this Only Three Lads podcast because uh, I also went with the Steven Sondheim cover. Brian, for my weekly mixtape, it's a cover. You didn't go with that cover? Although Hanky Panky is a cover too. Never mind. Um, actually, no, it's not. Brian, come on, man. Uh, I also went with Sooner or Later. You realize we are now five albums into this and we have matched on three of them already so clearly you stole my notes somewhere uh sooner or later (laughs) is a great song and it's a great moment in the film as well but i think the thing i like about this is when i was in high school i was in orchestra not band orchestra string orchestra playing upright bass and i remember doing musicals like guys and dolls and this is that kind of you know, that, that slow kind of almost like jazz kind of swing that, you know, we played a lot of that in string orchestra was along with the classical as well. And it, it, it just hit like, yeah, Vogue's a good song and it gets played a lot. I and mean, that's probably why I didn't pick it because it gets played a lot, but this song sooner or later, it just swings. It swings in like a, like a dirty, sexy kind of way. Well, something also about Sooner or Later kind of brings me back to my childhood. It reminds me of I'm Feeling Fine from the movie Bugs and Malone, written by the great Paul Williams. Like, both of these songs, like Paul Williams and Stephen Sondheim can write a song. Anybody that says otherwise doesn't understand songwriting at all. And and they, these songs both have that same kind of a vibe that... How do you not just get sucked into it? And even with the movie, you get a montage. That's called a montage. <laughs> We're gonna need a montage. Yeah. 
<laughs> and, you know, it, Rocky Four already came out a few years before, so like they they decided let's go with a slower jazz based tune. Right, more montages the better. Take a drink. Mm. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> yep, that's, I, I I'm not gonna be able to listen to myself as I edit this episode. So, uh, th- <laughs> thank you, I guess. <laughs> sure. <laughs> we now move on to 1992 and erotica. The album hit number two in the U.S., number one in Australia and France. It is double platinum in the U.S., Canada, and U.K., triple platinum in Australia, and platinum in Spain. There were six singles off of this one. Erotica peaked at number three on the Billboard Hot 100, and Erotica, Deeper and Deeper and Fever hit number one on the Billboard dance charts. Now, Brian went with Erotica... Alex chose Deeper and Deeper, and the Only Three Lads podcast went with Waiting. So off of Erotica, Sean, what did you go with? Well, this is the first time I'm not in line with anybody so far. I don't know what your choice is going to be, but I feel it. It's coming. Rain, baby, rain. It's a good song, and it was actually one of the, the, the better singles off of this album, I, I, I will admit. But I no, love this song. You, you do what? Not, no. you're, you're, not, you're not in lockstep with me on this one. No, I'm not in lockstep with anybody on this one, but it doesn't change the fact that I love Rain. But, uh, Jason, what did you choose? I ended up going with Bad Girl. And again, Drunk by Six? <laughs> and this is this kind of fits into that live to tell kind of storytelling again you could easily visualize you know, whether there's a video or not you could easily visualize a video for this song it's it, it leans into madonna's stronger songwriting and lyric writing abilities she paints a very good picture lyrically and i, and I think that's something that well, yes, she gets a lot of credit for um, you know the the the, the dance songwriting, um, the the live presentation, you know, during the touring, uh, the ability to cross over into acting. But I don't know if she gets as much credit as she should for the visual imagery she gets with her lyrics. Dude, you just nailed it. She doesn't. You're right, but. Man, can you say that again? <laughs> we'll, we'll just hit rewind. Like, if you're listening to the podcast, just, just, just copy it and paste it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we now move on to 1994 and Bedtime Stories, released October 25th of that year. The album hit number three in the U.S. and number one in Australia. It is triple platinum in the U.S., double platinum in Australia, Canada, Italy, and Platinum in Germany, Spain, and the UK. There were four singles off of this one. Take a Bow hit number one on the Billboard Hot 100. Brian went with I'd Rather Be Your Lover, and Alex and the Only Three Lads podcast went with Human Nature. So, Sean, are you in sync, or are you an island unto yourself on this one? Express yourself, don't repress yourself. I also went with Human Nature. That video... And again, I, I, I lean on to the visuals as well. Again, video editor, I'm, I'm not going to lie. That Fair. video was so well staged. And, it, you know, later on, you could see that it probably had a little bit of influence into the video for um, 
uh, a little less conversation, the Junkie XL redoing Elvis, the videos and the stage for those videos are very similar, but the video itself was very, very cool. That's the other thing too. Like I said earlier, how anytime a new Madonna album came out, pop was reinvented. Um, she kind of did the same with her videos for a while as well. She upped the the ante every time until David Fincher spent two million dollars to direct uh, the perfect drug for Nine Inch Nails. Oh, and there was a, there there was a good soundtrack right there too, with the Lost Highway. Ah, such a good album, such a good album. I ended up going with Secret off of this one. Um, Ooh, something's coming over me. Mm, the al- the whole album really does have a very chill groove to it. But I think the reason why this song kind of hit with me is that for their first two albums, I was really big into Portishead when they came out. Oh, cool. Yeah. Not the third album, but the first two albums, definitely. Um, And this album has a lot of that vibe to it. And Secret just kind of kind of hit into it. But Madonna on this album really got into even more so than she has in the past, I think more into the breathy vocals. And you can hear a lot of singers uh, today. I think Maria Brink from In This Moment uh, taps into the breathy vocals as well. And, you know, it's almost a signature on this album. I think you hit the nail on the head. This album definitely is, I don't want to say a departure from, I mean, every Madonna album is something different than the album before. I think the only albums that are close to each other are the first one and Like a Virgin. But every album after, is it kind of like she reinvents herself while she's reinventing everything else. And yeah, Bedtime Stories does have that more mellow groove to it. Before we move on, I want to take us a second here and give you the space of the microphone and let us know about this initiative that you are trying to raise money for right now. So here's the thing, man. Gin Asylum. It's a two-minute song just about, like, not taking life so seriously. And every sale of this song, I want to hit a million sales because that'll give me a good financial cushion after all the expenses and payouts that come from it. A good financial cushion to help cats, kitty cats, kittens, feral cats, stray cats, your cat, uh, an animal shelter. Just anywhere that needs help, I can say, hey, hey, here's, here's the money you need. Sometimes I can just sponsor an adoption because like, hey, I love this cat. I want to see them go home. What if we give the incentive as their, you know, their adoption fees already paid? So you think about that dollar that you uh, you think you don't have. You have it. You know, think about the people that wouldn't buy one album a month, but they pay the equivalent of that every month to have a streaming service without ads. How crazy is that, right? It's a dollar. Your one dollar can go a long way. Gin Asylum by Sean Faust. Help me help animals. I love animals a lot more than people, but if you're the kind of good people that would you know, spend that dollar to help me achieve my goals, I'll love you just as much. Now, keep in mind, too, you know, it, it takes a lot to, to either raise a cat or to help these cats and feed them and whatnot. So every dollar that, that, that goes towards Gen Asylum, it's, it's going to help a lot. Uh, and Sean is, is you know, it's spearheading a really, really 
great thing. Uh, so where can we find the song to buy? Well, you can go to iTunes, to Amazon. Um, you know what? Even if, even if you buy it, and if you got yourself a Spotify account or an iTunes music account, stream it. Because when that hits a million, I get, I think, 50 cents. 50 cents for every million streams. So let's stream the hell out of this song, too. But let's buy it on iTunes, on Amazon, wherever digital music is sold. That's where you can buy it. A great cause, indeed. But now let's get back to business here. And we're going with a really, really big album, Ray of Light, released in early 1998. The album hit number one in multiple countries, but not the U.S., where it only hit number two. It was four times platinum in the U.S., triple platinum in Australia, France, Germany, Netherlands, Spain, and Switzerland, seven times platinum in Canada, five times in Italy, and six times in the U.K. There were six singles off of this one. Frozen was the highest charting and hit number two on the Billboard Hot 100. At the 1999 Grammys, the album won for Best Pop Album, and the song Ray of Light won Best Dance Recording and Best Short Form Music Video. Both Brian and Alex went with Ray of Light, and the Only Three Lads podcast went with Frozen. So off of Ray of Light, what did you go with? This was the toughest album for me to choose from. Um, Like I said earlier, this and True Blue are tied at number one as my favorite Madonna album. This one leans a little more towards number one. It's got that, that concept album vibe to it. And it just seems to weave in and out of, uh, I don't know what story she's telling, but it's a great one. Um, Ray of Light is also one of my favorite songs ever written. But I could only choose from this album. I'm not thinking of songs, you know, favorite songs. I'm thinking of like, what's the song off this album? I can always sing Ray of Light to myself, but what's the song off this album that I've got to choose just one? And I went really off the deep end into like one of the cooler like more like modern groove tunes i went with candy perfume girl i can see that i can easily see that but i think this is where you and i differ because this album i wasn't the biggest fan of listen to it again oh i i I probably do need to listen to it a couple more times um i ended up listen to it again and again until you like it and then keep listening to it until you love it. Oh, Stockholm Syndrome. I was going to say Stockholm Syndrome. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I, I ended up going with Frozen because, again, it's got a really good chill vibe. But there was, there was one song on this that I, I wish it had more of a an acoustic or more of a, a rock kit kind of recording to it. And that was The Power of Goodbye. I think if that song had more of a a live band or an acoustic feel to it, that song would would have slayed. Um, because I think the it did really well here in the states, man. But I think for me, the recording of it, like the mix on it, not so much. I think I would have the song is good, but the instrumentation on this recording didn't hit me as well. So I'd I'd love to hear this. Mm. As, this is as where a you and I band. differ. This is where you and I differ. I love those strings, baby. How I don't know why I keep saying baby tonight. What's this new <laughs> that I'm doing? What the hell's going on? Hey, uh, Jason, baby. Um, <laughs> but I, I hear where you're coming from. Like getting like when we were talking about the Why Can't Tori Read album, like a, a, a modern like 
Let's get some crunchy power chords uh, on this one, too. And I could see that on uh, on Power of Goodbye. I'd have to take a look to see if this song is actually on any of her live albums. Because I have a feeling if it is, it might be one of those things where the song sells itself more as a live song. I remember when we did the, the Pink episode... Uh, and we got to the Funhouse album, I ended up going with Ave Mary A because while Sober is a phenomenal song, the live version is what sells that song for me. I'd be really curious to hear this song live. I don't think I have, so I have nothing to offer. Well, Madonna, make it happen. Do do, do an acoustic rock version of this. Make it happen. We now get into the 2000s and music. The album hit number one in the U.S. It is triple platinum in the U.S. and Australia and Canada, five times platinum in the U.K., double platinum in France, Germany, Netherlands, Spain, and Switzerland. There were three singles off of this one. Music hit number one in multiple countries, including on the Billboard Hot 100. Now, Brian and the Only Three Lads podcast went with music, and Alex went with Don't Tell Me. So off of music, what music did you pick? Hey, Mr. DJ, put a record on because I'm in sync with those boys. Music. I hear it makes the people come together. Yeah. I don't know where I've heard it, but I'm pretty sure I've heard that that, that logic. Makes the bourgeoisie and a rebel. Yeah. I don't know how many times where I've played a, you know, a bar or a dance club and, you know, in between sets, this song gets played on, you know, so to get people on the dance floor, it will always have that effect. This song plays, people will get up and dance. Not the song I went with though. I ended up going with, I deserve it. Cool. And I think aside from the, the visual lyrical writing, uh, Madonna and chill grooves, I think I think this is where where my Madonna appreciation level is and you can have that with certain artists. Certain aspects of a singer or a band's repertoire will hit differently with different people and I think for me I lock in better with Madonna when she's chill as opposed to her dancier songs. I I'm with you. I dig the mellower stuff generally just cuz there's something just laid back about it and also Lyrically, like you said, there, there's more of a portrait. As they say, get you a girl that can do both. That girl is Madonna. We now move on to American I'm life. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Woman. Sorry. Queen. Sorry. Okay. Get, get, you, okay. get you a queen that can do both. Yes. That there queen is Madonna. American Life, released April 2003. The album hit number one in the U.S. in multiple countries. It is platinum in the U.S., Australia, Canada, France, Germany, Switzerland, and the UK. There were four singles off of this one. American Life, the song, hit number 37 on the Billboard Hot 100. Now, Brian and Alex both went with Die Another Day, of course, from the James Bond movie. And the Only Three Lads podcast went with Hollywood. So off of American Life, what did you go with? I find it ironic that American Life has a song from a British franchise but so the year it's 2002 Madonna is going to have the theme song for a new James Bond movie and I'm like what holy crap this is gonna be awesome and uh 
it was going to debut on the radio at 5 p.m. that day. And I was like, all right, I'm at work. And I run downstairs. It's 5 o'clock. I sit in my car smoking a cigarette because I did that back then. And the song, about two minutes later, three minutes later, the song's over. And I'm sitting in my car going, what the hell is this James Bond movie going to be like? And wow. Um, so I am not dissing the queen in any way. This album just, it's not for me. It's not my cup of cake. I went with Die Another Day because I like the David Arnold instrumentation. It's, it's just, it's just the song that I went with and that's, that's, that's all I have to say about that. Sometimes you just have to pick a song. Uh, I ended up going with Nothing Fails. And, and for this one, for me, it's the light strings, it's the acoustic guitar, and of course you got the choir rally at the end. Uh, intervention and ecstatic process were also on my short list, but Nothing Fails, uh, again, it's Madonna hitting those chiller vibes, and this is where the instrumentation actually really sold the song as opposed to... Um, on Ray of Light, where the power of goodbye could have been the song, but it wasn't, and it's all because of the instrumentation. Yeah, and I feel like such an a-hole. That I just, I said that a Madonna album didn't do it for me. Meanwhile, you just named like three songs where I was like, yeah, and like this is a very acoustic-based album, which is usually right up my alley. So I don't, I just, I don't know why it just, it just hasn't clicked with me. Maybe, maybe, maybe. One of these days, or probably before this comes out, I'm going to listen to the album tomorrow or something like that and be like, what the hell is the matter with me? Why did I go with that song? Well, see, first you have to listen to it again and then over and over and over and over again until you like it. Right. Stockholm okay. Syndrome. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> we now move on to November 2005 and the release of Confessions on a Dance Floor. The album hit number one everywhere. Five times platinum in Canada, four times platinum in Italy and the UK, triple platinum in Germany and Switzerland, double platinum in Australia and Spain, and platinum in the US and the Netherlands, and diamond in France. There were four singles off of this one, hung up, hit number one in multiple countries, and peaked at number seven on the Billboard Hot 100. The album won Best Electronic Dance Album at the 2007 Grammys. Now, Brian and the Only Three Lads podcast went with Hung Up, and Alex went with Sorry. So off of Confessions on a Dance Floor, what are you confessing your love for on this album? Jason, I have a few things I need to say about this album. First of all, the song Hung Up. Do you know the live version that I'm about to reference from the Sticky Sweet Tour? That ends with A New Level by Pantera. Wait, what? Okay. Get on that. It's great. It's from the Sticky Sweet Tour, which I believe is from the next album. But yeah, she's playing guitar on Hung Up. It's a really great Hung Up. Like, I was all into it the first time I heard it. And all of a sudden, it just goes into a new level. And I was like, wait, what is happening here? And it's phenomenal. So there's that. That's a little spoiler for the next album's tour. If you haven't heard it yet, do it. Trust me. Now, Confessions on a Dance Floor, while it's not like, it's not True Blue and it's not Ray of Light to me, this, is, this isn't an album of songs. This is one long piece like 
Six Degrees of Inner Turbulence by Dream Theater. This is one long piece that's just broken up into parts depending on the album that you have it from. Confessions on the Dance Floor, I would like to just say the album because the moods that go throughout the entire length of this this album, I've said album how many times? Album. Jason says right, I say album and say baby. I don't know, right? But Confessions on the Dance Floor to me is just one long piece. I wouldn't I can't break it down to individual songs. But since I had to choose and I just have this fondness for Pantera, I'm going with Hung Up because that's a great song, man. Madonna doing Pantera. Well, it's I mean, amazing. And Manu Kachi on the drums kills it. If we can have Tori Amos covering Slayer on the Strange Little Girls album, then different, I think... Different vibe. Like, Tori Amos made Rain and Blood her own thing. Mm. Like, she... This, this is full on a new level. You do realize that we're going to have to go down that Tori Amos road one day, right? Oh, of course. I'm I'm totally down with that. I'm cool on your island. Mm, yes. <laughs> um, I ended up going with Forbidden Love off of this album. And I think it's because of the of the straight up Daft Punk vibes that I'm going on this. And of course, you know, I know well, you love that Tron Legacy soundtrack. Like it's, I do. Right. It's we we've gone down that road before. But it really you got a very good Daft Punk vibe on on the song Forbidden Love off of this. I'm gonna go ahead and agree with that. Like a zillion percent. We now move on to Hard Candy, released April 19th, 2008. The album hit number one globally. We'll just say it that way. Platinum in seven countries, gold in the U.S. There were three singles off of this one. Four minutes peaked at number three on the Billboard Hot 100. Brian and Alex did go with four minutes, and the only three lads podcast went with Give It To Me. So off of Hard Candy, what have you got? I guess I'm the odd man out again because I will be your one-stop candy shop oh yeah oh yeah i'm going with candy shop see for me i had to go with the funky bass line on this one and she's not me um oh dude you know can i tell you a quick story about she's not me oh please do first time i saw her she was doing express yourself and then she went into the lady gaga uh, chorus um uh, born this way and um, then went right from that into She's Not Me. Oh, that'd be good. Oh, it was amazing. It was, but also hearing Madonna sing Born This Way in Express Yourself, because I remember the first time I heard uh, Born This Way, I was like, oh, cool, Madonna's, what, what's this? And this is not a diss at Gaga at all. It's just, they're the same song. Do you think we will ever get like the monster tour of Lady Gaga and Madonna oh, together. Dude, I can't afford that ticket. I can't even afford to think about that ticket. Yeah, You thought Taylor Swift concert tickets were expensive. If Lady Gaga and Madonna tour together, hell. Mortgage three houses on that one. The elite of the elite of the elite. So Taylor Swift can afford all the tickets. Yeah, and then just give them away to all of her fans. And the Kansas City Chiefs. I was about, and you know how many people aren't going to like that team anymore after they break up. Ah, Patrick Mahomes is still a damn good quarterback. Hell yeah, I think I don't know. You just said sports, and I figured I'd agree. Sports go sports. I don't know. Ball, yay. <laughs> 
We now move on to MDNA, released March 23rd, 2012. The album hit number one in the U.S. and multiple other countries. It is platinum in France and Italy and gold in the U.S. There were four singles off of this one. Give Me All Your Love hit number 10 on the Billboard Hot 100. Now, Brian and Alex went with Give Me All Your Love, and the only three last podcasts went with Best Friend. So off of... What did you go with? Well, all right. So this is another one. I've I I have I've got to choose now because now I'm here because you know like shots fire. Anybody moves, Nikki, they get hired. Uh, it, it's between I don't give a, which I just I like that whole middle section breakdown. I like the lyrics of I don't give a, and I just I love the string section and that that song worked great live. But now now that I'm thinking about it. I got to go with Turn Up the Radio, man. That's a rocker with some synth, but it's a rocker synth. See, for me, I had to go with Masterpiece. Uh, oh, dude, nice. Again, another solid vibe. Uh, the Again, good lyrics to go along with it as well. But for here, for me, it's the doubling of the vocals. The, you know, the harmonizing she's doing with herself as she's doubling that track. Like, it's solid. It's really solid. It's the first tour I ever saw her on. No, I still have yet to actually see her live. Again, Do it. I can't afford that ticket. Two more albums to go, and we start with Rebel Heart. Released March 6, 2015, the album hit number one in multiple countries, but only number two in the U.S. It is platinum in Italy. There were four singles off this one. Bitch, I'm Madonna, hit number 84 on the Billboard Hot 100. Brian ended up going with Devil Prey, and both Alex and the Only Three Lads podcast went with Ghost Town. And I'm going to side with Alex and the Only Three Lads podcast. Ghost Town is a phenomenal song. That hook. When it all comes, when it all comes down. It's, it's, tell me why. Tell me why. I mean, good vibe. Love the chorus. The buildup's great. I did have Devil Prey, Joan of Arc, and the bonus track Rebel Heart on my short list. But it, Ghost Town, again, it's it's the mood I'm looking for for Madonna. You know, some people like bands for their ballads. Some people like them for their rockers. Some people like them for their dance gear stuff. This is this is that comfort zone for me for Madonna. Yes, she's got some good dancey songs, but when it's a great vibe, I'm all in. Dude, you just named a song that was on my shortlist. Joan of Arc is such a good tune, man. That's a really good tune. The other song on my short list is Hold Tight. It's it's got that it's got that like Duran Duran save a prayer keyboard sound that However, I would like to say that we are unanimous with Ghost Town. Oh, it's such a good song. And I remember too when I was prepping for this show, I actually messaged you and like, dude, Rebel Heart's such a good album. Like I was surprised because right? I had never actually listened to this album before prepping for this show. And holy crap, this album surprised the heck out of me. It's it's solid. I got it uh with uh, concert tickets. I got a copy of it. And it was uh a very welcome copy. Yeah, like I would have paid for it. When when you consider that, you know, this late into her career and she's putting out an album like Rebel Heart, like yeah. it, it, it's solid. Just solid. But now we get to the final album of our of our little Madonna sojourn here. 
Madam X, released June 14, 2019. The album hit, did hit number one in the U.S. and it is gold in Italy. There were four singles off of this one. Medellin, Crave, and I Rise hit number one on the Billboard dance charts. Brian went with Future and the Only Three Lads podcast chose God Control. And I'm quoting on this one, despite the rapping. Off of Madam X, <laughs> what did you go with? Oh, I've broken Sean. I've broken Sean. I, actually, technically speaking, the only three last podcasts broke Sean, but we broke Sean. First of all, I, I really need to sub... I really need to subscribe to the Only Three Lads podcast. You know, it's not that the rapping's bad in that song. It's just that the lyrics are kind of like, oh, come on. Like, come on. You, 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 of course you smoke that dope. Um, I also went with God Control. Uh, this was a this was a tough album for me because uh, kind of like a American Life, it's 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 not for me, but it's a little more accessible for me. Um, but God Control, I'll tell you the main reason why I go with God Control. It's got your choir, um, and I can't believe I didn't mention it with like a prayer. So I'm glad that you did. But it's got your choir, but it also has like it's almost like a return to form to like day one of like when she was hungry and like, oh, I got to create something. And like, she went to that like 70s funk disco like sound. Like the instrumentation on that song is so damn good. There's something almost shaft about it. And I mean that like as one of the highest compliments because that's one of my favorite songs ever too. See, for me... And you're right. This wasn't the easiest album to get into. Uh, Medellin, I think, is the, the song for me. It's got a decent mid-tempo, almost Zumba groove to it. Um, obviously, it's not a Zumba song, but it's it's got that kind of feel to it. It's very chill. You, you could easily see yourself out in the backyard having a drink with some friends and have the song on the radio and it would go over fairly well. Um, but coming off of Rebel Heart, yes, this album was a little bit harder to wrap your head around. Again, probably one of those things where you need multiple lessons to it and give it the Stockholm Syndrome uh, treatment so you can get we into... we got to stop calling it the Stockholm Syndrome treatment because this is Madonna we're talking about, my friend. And do you know how bad I feel when I say, like, it doesn't do it for me? Let me tell you, though. Madam X, she made the album that she wanted to make. Whether, whether we like it or not is not her problem. She succeeded in her goal. Um, I don't hate the album as much as I thought I did on the first listen. And the the few listens I've had the past few days, nothing was Stockholm Syndrome. The stuff that, like, God Control is just, that's just always been awesome. And one, two, one, two is awesome. It, it just, I think as a whole, like, it's something like you, you've got to digest. You can't just get through it in one sitting. It's like a tool album almost. Mm. And I think that one of the hardest things with this podcast, and I'll be honest, is that there are albums where I have never listened to it ever. And probably from an artist that I haven't really given the deep dive that I probably should have. So for me, a lot of these, in, in some cases, some of these albums are, you know, first reactions and you're either going to get like all of a sudden like like with Rebel Heart and like just mind blowing like how good the album is or Madame X where are like, I'm going to need some time with this. And I'm sure if we revisited this, this album, you know, a year or so down the road and I've listened to it a few more times, I might have a different take on it, but 
it's it's hard when you set out to go through an entire artist's studio discography and you're experiencing a lot a lot of songs for the first time and it's like oh crap i didn't realize there were the, there was this much um but it is mendeline is is a very very good song yeah it is but now we get to the tough part yeah and you know as, as if going through all these albums was it wasn't hard enough in picking just one song off of each sean if there can only be one Let's go through your list again and find out which one song stands out above the rest. Okay, so from her first album, simply titled Madonna, I went with Borderline. From Like a Virgin, I went with Material Girl. From True Blue, I went with Live to Tell. From Like a Prayer, I went with Oh Father. From I'm Breathless, I went with Sooner or Later. From Erotica, I went with Rain. From Bedtime Stories, I went with Human Nature. From Ray of Light, I went with Candy Perfume Girl. From Music, I went with the title track. Get it? Music. From American Life, I went with Die Another Day. Holding my nose, doing it. From Confessions on a Dance Floor, I went with Hung Up. From Hard Candy, I went with Candy Shop. From MDNA, I went with Turn Up the Radio. From Rebel Heart, I went with Ghost Town. From Madam X, I went with God Control. And if there can be only one Madonna song, I'm going to do a first on this list, my friend. Earlier this episode, I said one of my favorite songs of all time. And I'm still going to go with that. I'm going to choose Ray of Light by Madonna as the only one. I just chose Candy Perfume Girl as the song from that album. Can I do this? I don't know. It's kind of breaking the rules. I know, I know, I know, I know. But, you know, I'm in a Madonna kind of mood, and Madonna always breaks the rules. (laughs) You know what? It's you. I will allow it. We're all good. Okay, so for me, I'm going to play by the rules here, though. Uh Mm Aha. So off of the 40-year-old album Madonna... Yes, I said that. Oh, dude, come on, man. (laughs) 1983, 40 years ago this year. Uh Yeah, we're all feeling a little bit older right now. I went with Borderline. From Like a Virgin, I went with Material Girl. From True Blue, I went with Open Your Heart. From Like a Prayer, I went with Like a Prayer. From I'm Breathless, I went with Sooner or Later. From Erotica, I went with Bad Girl. From Bedtime Stories, I went with Secret. From Ray of Light, I went with Frozen. From Music, I went with I Deserve It. From American Life, I went with Nothing Fails. Off of Confessions on a Dance Floor, I went with Forbidden Love. Off of Hard Candy, I went with She's Not Me. From MDNA, I went with Masterpiece. Off of Rebel Heart, I went with Ghost Town. And off of Madam X, I went with Medellin. I'm hoping I pronounced that right, but if I didn't, oh well. Idiot. Canadian basement. I am. (laughs) But if there can only be one, I'm going to go with Like a Prayer. This song really hit every single aspect that to me is Madonna. Good lyric writing, good songwriting, good chorus, good bridge, good choir, great video. It is the complete package, much like Madonna. Sean, thank you so much for going down this road. Now, before we go away, please 
let our listeners know where they can find you and once again, how they can purchase Gen Asylum so they can help the cats along with you. Oh, thank you so much for that, my friend. First, I'll tell you a quick little story about the album, I'm Breathless. I used to think, man, I'm out of breath. I'm out of breath. And it was only a couple of years ago that I realized, oh, crap. You're telling me your character's name in the movie that this is the soundtrack from. You can find me on all the socials at Sean Faust Music or just Sean Faust on the X Twitter, Twitter X posting place. Sean Faust Music, please go to iTunes, go to Amazon, buy Gin Asylum, leave a review, leave a five star review. Um, and you're going to help me a lot. Every time I say, um, you take a drink. Every time Jason says, right, you take a drink. But then you get all your friends and you get all your dollars together and you buy my song, Gin Asylum, from anywhere that you buy streaming media. John, thank you so much. Once again, remember, you always know there's an open mic waiting for you and another artist, I'm sure, down the road that we are going to cover. And to you, our listeners, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to join in whenever we put the call outs and let you know which episodes we're working on because we want to hear the songs that you pick. You can find us on social media at OnlyOneCast or you can go to our website at NotThatBadCast.com. John, thank you. Listeners, thank you so much. This is There Can Only Be One, a member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Until next time, everyone, take care. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.